Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gates Daily Podcast. My name is Danielle Elinas, and I'm here to share with you an insight of the day. The last Wisdom's Echo that I did, I talked about Abigail, and we're going to continue with Abigail today. Abigail is um, a woman and uh, a hero that I admire so much. And one of the greatest things that I admire about her is it said she was a woman of good understanding and beautiful in appearance. And I believe it was the understanding that she walked in that enabled her to approach David um, as he was about to have revenge on her husband, Nabal, um, who was a man that was described as evil in all his ways and who had been unkind to David's men, who had um, resisted David's plea for some help and, and um, in, in, as a favor because David's men had been so good to Nabal's men. And so David was angry and was coming to have revenge on the family of Nabal, and that included Abigail. And because Abigail was a woman of understanding, you might remember, um, she knew what to do and how to respond. She didn't respond to Nabal in the way that he handled things, which... um, in the word, it actually says that he was harsh and evil in his doings. And, uh, you know, I, I think that it's interesting because when you're around people who have certain personality characteristics and traits, you can either become like them or you can rise above them. And Abigail, being married to this man, uh, couldn't have been... It couldn't have been a pleasant experience. However, she trusted Yahweh. She was a woman of understanding. And she did not become like Nabal, but she rose above him. And because of that, we're going to find out today that her life was incredibly blessed and that there was a great return on um, what she decided to trade into David. And so you may remember that I talked about Proverbs 3 and how it says that um, by wisdom the earth was founded and the heavens were established by understanding. And I really believe that Abigail walked in such a level of understanding that she was able to establish the heavens uh, around her wherever she went. And so she stood in proxy on behalf of her husband. She repented on his behalf and brought a trade to David um, to, to make this wrong that was done by her husband right. But also her motive wasn't only on behalf of her house, although that was a, a big part of the reason why she she did this. But she saw who David was, and um, we left off at <clears throat> verse 28, and um, I'm just going to read that when she asked David for forgiveness. Please forgive the trespass of your maidservant, for the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house. So here she is prophesying and actually 
prophesying David's house to be an enduring house, which we know is true because my Lord fights the battles of the Lord and evil is not found in you throughout your days. And she goes on to continue to speak into the man that David is. And um, again, remember, you can become like the people who oppose you or who are miserable and you may have to encounter or you can rise above them and have true authority and influence, which is exactly what Abigail has done and what she's doing for David because David was going to react and respond to Nabal just as kind of lowering himself to to Nabal's level, um, responding out of anger and harshness. But this is what Abigail says, verse 29, Yet a man has risen to pursue you and seek your life, but the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God, the bundle of the living. So Abigail is speaking life over David and telling him that his life is going to be bound in the bundle of the living. That bundle of the living is, in other words, is it's it actually was a pouch for holding treasure. It 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 required special care and and protection. It was. Um, taken care of very well. And so she says, and the lives of your enemies, he shall sling out as from the pocket of a sling. So that bundle of the living is actually the the essence of David's life and of who he is and, and, and the ticket and the key to him establishing that eternal house and it and Abigail says the lives of your enemies shall be slung out and so it shall come to pass when the Lord has done for my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you and has appointed you ruler over Israel that this will be no grief to you nor offense of heart to my Lord, either that you have shed blood without cause or that my Lord has avenged himself. But when the Lord has dealt well with my Lord, then remember your maidservant. And so basically she's saying to him, I'm bringing you into deliverance from doing something that will cause you to have blood on your hands, which will impact your future and this eternal house that you are going to be building. And so David says to Abigail, blessed is the Lord God of Israel who sent you this day to meet me. And blessed is your advice and blessed are you because you have kept me this day from coming to bloodshed and from avenging myself with my own hand. For indeed, as the Lord of God, God of Israel lives, who has kept me back from hurting you, unless you had hurried and come to meet me, surely by morning light, no males would have been left to Nabal. So David received from her hand what she had brought him and said to her, 
Go up in peace to your house. See, I have heeded your voice and respected your person. This is incredible because here is a woman standing in mitigation, really, between David and Nabal. She takes a stand out of that place of understanding, establishes the heavens in that place of conflict and and anger and even um, uh, revenge. And through speaking life and through speaking truth, she calls forth David into who he truly is, which is someone who who walks in dig- dignity and who does not um, shed blood in vain. And and so she ends up. He ends up saying that she kept him from bloodshed and from avenging himself with his own hand. She actually brought him back, snapped him out of that place that he was in where he could not see clearly to be able to step into who he truly was. And he blesses her. He blesses her. He understands that um, her voice was the voice of the Lord and he respects her for who she is and what she has done. And so she asks David to remember her. And that word remember is actually to earnestly think about her because of what has happened. So Abigail goes to Nabal and he was holding a feast in in the house It was like a feast of the king and Nabal's heart was merry within him for he was very drunk. Therefore, she told him nothing, little or much until morning light. Again, she walks with wisdom and understanding. She doesn't, she doesn't go back and bother him with all this or or get upset with him or, or engage with him in this place that he's at because she recognizes that there's there's no sense in doing this. And so it was in the morning when the wine had gone from Nabal and his wife had told him these things that his heart died within him and he became like a stone. Then it happened after about 10 days that the Lord struck Nabal and he died. The Lord took care of this whole situation between Abigail and Nabal. Obviously, they were at maybe at one time they were compatible, but at the time we're reading this story, they were absolutely not compatible at all. And Abigail doesn't take things into her own own hands and she encourage like this was to me if my husband who thank god I have the most incredible husband in the world who loves and is my greatest encourager um and whom I love so much but 
if this was my husband who was miserable in all his ways and not a, a nice man and I had to live with him, I might have seen this revenge coming from David as my way out where I could escape and maybe I would have thought I'll try to escape and I'll let David take care of him. But she was not looking at this for selfishly. You see, I think sometimes we can think that maybe there's a situation that arises that could help us and and we could maybe clean our hands of it, but the other person is going to be hurt in the process. And that's not a way out. That is not a way to be delivered. She, Abigail knew Yahweh. She wasn't going to take what was coming to her husband selfishly because she also knew who David was and that he was to become king and build an eternal house. And she opted to bring David into who he was and trusted Yahweh through the whole situation. And here, Nabal ends up dying. And it's taken care of because now it says, when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, blessed be the Lord who has pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal and has kept his servant from evil. For the Lord has returned the wickedness of Nabal on his own head. And David sent and proposed to Abigail to take her as his wife. When the servants of David had come to Abigail at Carmel, they spoke to her saying, David sent us to you to ask you to become his wife. Then she arose, bowed her face to the earth. She's doing this again and said, here is your maidservant, a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. Now, this to me is a woman who is walking in true authority, incredible influence, and total submission. She is walking at a degree of trust and intimacy with the Lord that bears fruit in her life and establishes the heavens around her. This is probably one of the most difficult situations a woman could find herself in, in a marriage like this. And here she has walked with great wisdom and allowed the Lord to take care of it the way that he would want to take care of it. And through that, through her trust, through her bravery and stepping into who she truly is as a woman and standing on behalf of her evil husband and repenting, she actually brings David into who he was created to be. And in the end, they, they end up together. It's, it's a really, it's a beautiful story. And I want to conclude with this, that we as men and women are called to 
live out our assignments as men and women fully using our voice like Abigail did, using our authority and not abusing it like Nabal did, honoring and valuing one another like David did to Abigail when she spoke to him and recognizing what the Lord is doing and not operating out of a place of self-serving. Abigail, to the very end, even when David sent for her, she was ready to serve his servants because that's how much she trusted the Lord. And yet here she is elevated and raised up even to this day, just ministering to us as individuals to stand up into who we are because we will empower those around us. If you're a woman listening to this, stand up in who you are as a woman and empower those men around you. And if you're a man listening to this, I encourage you to do the same. Stand up into who you are, humble yourself and honor the voices around you and to become empowered fully into who you were created to be. Bless you today. Great to be with you.